Hello again, my name is Michael. And I'm Grace. And welcome back to Disney Through the Ages. On this show, my husband and I are watching every animated Disney movie in order, starting with Snow White and continuing, you know, through the ages. Then, after watching each movie, we'll come back here and give a review and talk about how well these old classics hold up to modern standards. This week, we're watching Fun and Fancy Free. And what are your thoughts? Doesn't sound like fun or fancy free, whatever that is. Yeah, to be honest, we're really tired of these packages. I am so done with the package films like can we just get to i don't even know what the next movie is i don't care it could be the worst disney movie ever made as long as it's not a package film cinderella Cinderella is fantastic can we just get to cinderella already (laughs) we just got to make it through this one and the next one now this one i think is going to be promising because i read up a little bit about it and it's two stories instead of a, a bunch of smaller ones now i i do remember the name fun and fancy free i feel like this is one that like my grandma had on her shelf next to Fantasia 2000 or something like that. Like, I feel like I've seen it probably at some point, but I don't remember anything at all about it. Yeah, I don't. This is one of the ones I don't think I've seen. I just really haven't seen many of the package films. Yeah, I, I still don't have that high of expectations for this one just because a it's a package film and I'm so, so done with package films right now. Um and just, I mean, we don't we don't have a whole lot of time to watch other movies outside of this anyway. And so it's like, um, we're at all we've watched for like four weeks is package films. But then uh, on top of that, I know a lot of people said that Make Mine Music was their favorite or Saludos Amigos. And it's like, Saludos Amigos was good. Make Mine Music was not really that good in my opinion. I think I gave it a three last week. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm even if, if that's the bar, if that's the standard we're holding this to, then it can't be that good. Yeah. So we will find out and give our review in just a moment. Yeah. So without further ado, we'll uh, go watch the movie and be right back. Well, that was neither fun nor fancy free. It was a little fun. You and I have different takes on this movie. Give me your impressions. It was better than most of the package films. Disagree. Hard disagree. Hard disagree? Hard disagree. I did not like this very much at all. It was well animated. That's true. It was very well animated. That's about all I had going for me, in my opinion. And I really I really think I would enjoy this way more if we weren't already halfway through watching all these package films and still have more to go, like... I'm I'm so sick of these package films. Well, on its own, Mira, I think is pretty enjoyable. The thing with both of these, though, is you could kind of tell they were dragged out for a runtime. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's exactly how I would put it. It was, it was dragged out for runtime. I was getting so bored because they just kept going on and on and on. Yeah, let's start with Bongo. It was a cute story premise. You have Bongo the circus bear. And he's being mistreated, and then he escapes and finds this girl bear and falls in love. Yeah, um, I like the general idea there. Um, you know, Bongo is escaping. I, I liked how it showed uh, when Bongo was getting in his train car, the light shining through the windows made lines of shadow across his clothes, and it made it look like a prison uniform that he was wearing, like uh, showing how how Bongo felt about his captivity. Um, and so the fact that he was able to break free and go find wild bears to live with and, and the beautiful lady bear and all that, that was one that it 
it was it it could have been cute. It just like you said, it was dragged on for so long. Yeah, the part that I described is the part that was enjoyable. But then after that, it it just gets kind of weird. So to show her affection, um, the girl bear, her name's Lulabelle. She slaps him. Yeah, and I looked it up. I spent the whole rest of this short trying to Google, figuring out, is this a thing? Like, no, it, it's just a thing that they made up for the movie. There's nothing about, like, bears mating rituals that they slap each other or anything like that. It's just a thing that they made up to be a six-minute-long song. It was really awkward and weird, and they were all like, well, Bongo, why don't you know this? He's been a circus bear. He doesn't know this. Why would he think this is normal? Yeah, and then, uh, so... <laughs> And the, the the obvious problem with this is, like, if you're slapping each other to show that you love each other, well, then, when the big mean bear is angry at Bongo and slaps him off his unicycle, does that mean they're in love now? I don't know. That kind of is what it apl- implies, though. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, it was weird, and there was this, it had a very, like, Popeye and Brutus kind of feel, or, like, a Tom and Jerry kind of feel of, like, old school cartoons where, like... You know, the bad guy has the upper hand. And then all of a sudden, the good guy has the upper hand for no reason. Like, where did Bongo become a good fighter? Like, he's using his unicycle to, like, tear up the big bear and all this. is is weird. Yeah, but, like, two minutes before, he couldn't, like, do anything, even though he had his unicycle. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and also, I could see that being a really scary scene for a kid. Like, the big bear was, like, pretty intimidating. And he's, like tearing down trees and roaring and swiping at him and stuff like i see that being pretty scarring for a little kid yeah and then like the the big mean bear just falls off the waterfall and drifts away and everyone's happy because he's gone and cheers for bongo yeah which uh I, i was looking it up and bongo is based on a story called Little Bear Bongo by Sinclair Lewis from September 1930 issue of Cosmopolitan Magazine. I'm reading directly from Wikipedia. But in the original story, um, Bongo goes out and he finds the wild bears and then he can't fit in. And so he's sad and dejected and goes and joins another circus. And so like the whole story is kind of a the grass is always greener on the other side type of story of like he wasn't content being a circus bear. But then when he tried to break free of that, he wasn't able to, and so now he goes back to being a circus bear, and he finds a lady circus bear to fall in love with. And so it's just a very different story, which I think this kind of... I don't know if this marks the beginning necessarily, but this is an example early on of Disney wildly changing the outcomes of fairy tales to suit their preferences. Yeah, the original story sounds better, in my opinion. And you could see they almost... Like, I almost thought they were going to go that route. Because he started to think the grass is greener on the other side, and then he sees the lady bear, and then he's all like, ooh, I don't care about the circus anymore. Yeah, and even even after she slaps him, and he doesn't understand that the slap means I love you, so he goes away. And that feels like a point where he could have returned to the circus, too. But then he like has an epiphany and like realizes that the slapping means love or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention by that point. It was weird. It's like he heard them singing the song about how a slap means love. And then he's like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yep. Um, and then there was, a, uh, there was such a cliche thing at the end of this. Where the two climb up really skinny trees next to each other. And I'm like, it's going to bend over and make a cart, isn't it? And it bended over and made a heart. And it was just so disgusting. Like, ugh, gag me with a spoon. 
It was adorable, and you know we're that disgustingly adorable. Yeah. So you you can't no. Yeah, that's fair. So where did all this live action stuff in the second part come from? I hated that. I I thought it was if I thought it was weird at first, but then they kept dragging it on. Like they kept interrupting the story with live action bits, and that's what really annoyed me. And and even when it wasn't going, so so the next story is Mickey and Donald and Goofy, and it's Jack and the Beanstalk, right? And but but it's all set up with like Jiminy Cricket goes from listening to the record of the story of Bon Bongo, Bongo. Bongo. I want to say Bonzo, but uh, clown name, bear. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket goes from listening to the record of the story of Bongo, and then he snoops in somebody's mail and finds an invitation to a party across the street. So he goes to the party across the street, and there's a man and a little girl and two puppets that look straight out of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was creepy as all get out. And they're having a party and telling the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. And But, but like, the really annoying thing wasn't just that there were live action bits interspersed and that they interrupted the story but even without cutting back to the live action the narrator and the puppets were still interrupting the story and they were just having these little one-liner quips and jokes as like as he's telling the story to this little girl it just was really really annoying i didn't like it it just doesn't age well like at the time i think it would have been enjoyable because you knew who these people were Maybe, and it could have been enjoyable then, but it just doesn't age well. Agreed. And part of that may even just be the fact of, like, the video quality was not good by modern standards. Like, you could tell it's a very old video, and so that might be part of it. Um, but just the, the puppet thing especially just got so old so fast. It's like It's like the first time you watch Jeff Dunham for five minutes on a YouTube video, it's funny, but then if you actually tried to watch a whole stand-up routine, it gets old. Yeah, the story itself would have been more enjoyable without the interruptions, but it kind of took away from the story, unfortunately. Yeah, I totally agree. And and like I said, the the animation quality was fantastic. And like you said, the, the story would have been a lot more enjoyable without all that. Um, so So Mickey and... Donald and Goofy, they're like peasant farmers in this land, and the golden harp from the castle gets stolen, and Mickey gets the magic beans, and so they go up the beanstalk, and they find the giant's house up there where he's stolen the golden harp that's like a magical harp that restores the land. And so that's kind of the premise, is they're trying to avoid capture from the giant, then when they do get captured, they're trying to escape and rescue the golden harp, because she's like alive. Yeah, I was one of those things, like, just, just, just not question it. Like, let's just go with, let's go, let's go with this part. We can nitpick other parts. We'll just go with this part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she had a really nice voice. She did. Just side note. Yeah. Um, Willie the Giant was over the top even by this movie standards, in my opinion. He just was so ridiculous of like, fee, fi, fo, fum, he, hi, ho, hum, I can transform myself into atmosphere yeah it's really weird i don't understand why he could transform like what did that add i think it was just like showing how powerful he was that he knew magic and that's what the fee that's explaining the fee-fi-fo-fum as like magic words like abracadabra alakazam okay but then why when he was flying to his death why didn't he just say fee-fi-fo-fum and transfer him into a bird because he wasn't that smart yeah, so I don't know. It just it fell a little flat. I did enjoy 
the animation of it, though, mm. for the most part. I think Fun and Fancy Free describes how they were animating this film. <laughs> they were very fun and fancy free with it. They were doing silly things, very just over-the-top, like, yeah. fun stuff. Like, the the whole animation scene with the, the beanstalk growing was, like, really funny. Mm-hmm. It's funny, though, because uh, as I was looking this up, I saw a description of this movie where it's like, this movie is the exact opposite of fun and fancy free. Because, like, fancy free in this context means, like, worry free. And, like, you know, Jiminy Cricket is basically saying, you need to be fun and fancy free and just have fun with life and go with the flow. And he's reading a newspaper that's like, millions are dying across the world and all these horrible things happening. And it's very poignant for what we're going through in the world today um but like all these stories that we're hearing and stuff they're not about like being worry free there's lots of worries and things going into them and and they're not solved by having fun and being worry free either like people go through you know mickey goes through this whole intense scene of trying to sneak and get the key from the giant to rescue his friends and the giant's chasing him with a mace and stuff like it's not at all fancy free I guess afterwards they live happily ever after and they can be fun and fancy free, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it, it felt like a very tenuous way of trying to tie these shorts together, which uh, when I was reading about it, apparently they had written the Jack and the Beanstalk thing and it wasn't quite long enough to be a real movie, but it was too short to be like a serial or something like played before a movie or anything. And so I think that's why they had this tenuous thread with Jiminy Cricket trying to tie it together is because they had to tack something on to make it feature length. Yeah. You can tell for the most part, it's just kind of thrown together. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, and, and again, in my notes, I just put the live action parts are awful. Really truly terrible (laughs) like i i hated the live action so much and the way it interrupted the movie just it it really i couldn't be bothered to pay attention during this movie honestly yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and jump in and give this a two yeah yeah that's fair i it wasn't so offensively bad to be a one but it was below everything else like i liked fantasia better there i said it i liked fantasia better you guys can't see the shocked look on my face I'm speechless. Also, I... (laughs) This is so stupid. But during the whole second story, the place where they lived was called Happy Valley. And it just made me so sad thinking about this game I used to play called Parallel Kingdom, where one of the biggest trade posts in the game was Happy Valley. And it got canceled. The game got shut down four years ago. (laughs) And it was the funnest game ever. So I spent the whole time just being like, oh, I miss that game. They keep reminding me of it. Which is really dumb, and I shouldn't let that influence my opinion of this movie, but I just, I'm so sick of these package films. We wouldn't be sick of them if they were good. That's fair. Yeah, that's accurate. Like, I won't get sick of, like, the princess films, because they're still actually good movies. Also, it was really weird how, at the final live-action scene, the, the narrator is having to explain to a puppet who's crying. He had to explain to the puppet, No, Willie the Giant was just a figment of your imagination. And then Willie the Giant shows up and lifts the roof off of his house and is like, hey, have you guys seen a little teeny tiny mouse? And the man just faints. Yeah, it was super weird. That just kind of like sealed the deal of the the two out of ten rating. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. And then 
as the end credits roll, Willie is like walking through the streets of the city and like trying not to knock buildings down with his enormous size, uh, wandering through the city. They do get an A plus for creativity and trying to mesh live action and animation there, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, they tried. Gold star. No listener mail to read this week, so let's just jump right into our question to you. Since Jack and the Beanstalk is a classic fairy tale that was in this movie, retold as a Mickey and the Beanstalk, are there any fairy tales that Disney hasn't made into a movie that you would like to see on the big screen? And if so, email us to tell us which stories you'd like to see get the Disney treatment. You can get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at Disney Ages, or you can email your answer to DisneyAgesPodcast at gmail.com. The songs in this podcast are by Kevin McLeod and are used under a Creative Commons license. Check the show notes for links to his music, as well as all our social media stuff. Also, if you like the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It's a great way to let us know that you enjoyed it and to help new listeners find us. That's all we have for you this week, so come back next week to hear us review Melody Time. Until next time. See ya! See ya!